is Road to the Draft with Cal Toomey and Matt Edwards. Hello and welcome to a very special edition of Road to the Draft today. I'm Cal Toomey and for this episode we're joined in the studio by potential number one pick Will Ashcroft. Will, it's a pleasure to have you in. Thanks for coming in. Thanks Cal, thanks for having me. This is a big road to the draft. It's a big episode to have you on because you've had a remarkable season. Tell us about it from your point of view because everything seems to have gone as well as you could have hoped. Yeah, I've really enjoyed it so far. Um, yeah, played for a number of different clubs so far this year. Metro, um, Sandy Dragons is my local club and then uh, a bit of VFL with the Lions. So yeah, I've really enjoyed every aspect. Um, and yeah, looking forward to seeing what we can do in the finals and yeah, finishing the year out. We'll dig into that in a little bit more depth soon. But you sit here today knowing you're going to be a Brisbane Lion. What does that feel like for you? Yeah, it's awesome. Obviously, I made that announcement um, yeah, about a week ago now, two weeks. So, yeah, really looking forward to just getting there and um, trying to set myself in that team and um, yeah, hopefully play as soon as possible. But, yeah, just looking to the pre-season and um, yeah, seeing all the guys again and getting to that. Does it change your approach at all knowing what the future holds for you now that you have come to that call? Because it's something that you, you weighed up for a little bit. Yeah, I think so. Um, I think, yeah, sort of, I've touched on a little bit, sort of trying to help others get to their goal now as well, like being a leader and sort of valuing my leadership, trying to help as many people get drafted from the Dragons, especially as I'm associated with them heavily. So, um, yeah, it's sort of how my focus has shifted a little bit away from my sort of individual situation and onto others a bit. You're a goal setter. Take us back to the start of the season when you set out what 2022 might look for you in your best mind. Is, is it matching up with what you hoped? Yeah, I think I try and, with the goals, try and delve a little bit deeper into it and not be um, too, yeah, on the top with it in terms of, like, possessions and things like that, sort of yep. a bit deeper in terms of, um, yeah, different things on in, in the game and defensive um, aspects, offensive aspects, things like that. So, yeah, I think it's um, starting to eventuate and I'm still, yeah, still looking to grow and um, build into the finals for sure. Which draftees did you watch in recent years and, and hope to emulate? Because I know you you follow footy really closely as well. Who are the guys you watched and thought, okay, well, if I can study what they've done and, and how they've done their success and, and got to the top, who are the guys you, you watch really closely? Yeah, well, one that comes to mind is Sam Walsh, I'd say. I think I've, I've studied him pretty closely and um, seeing what he was able to do in his first year and, and obviously what he's done in the last couple of years as he's gotten a bit more mature. Um, yeah, it's something I definitely aspire to be like for sure. He's inside and outside game and um, his selfless mindset and being able to hit the scoreboard as a midfielder. Yeah, some some key traits that I sort of try and pride myself on and yeah, reflected through him for sure. Do you watch him much? Like, what sort of study are we talking? You know, this, this yeah. is a guy, he was a Brisbane supporter as well growing up, by yeah, the way. Okay. Uh, what are the sort of things you watch from him and try and take from his game? Um, well, I sort of touched on that inside. The contested balls, probably where it starts, it's the main facet of the game. So um, his ability to use his body inside and then his burst from the stoppage and his, his outside run, those two, I think that's pretty rare in one player. Some, usually someone's um, good at either or either. So, yeah, trying to do both of them at a really elite level is, is what I try and study for sure. His consistency was unmatched as well. Until the last couple of years where a couple of guys have come along, Nick Dacos's numbers last year yep. were amazing and yours have been just as incredible what, what do you put the consistency down to um everything i do on the outside i think the people don't see all the um what well, i was touched on the, the studying of other players and the vision that's probably one aspect um the recovery all the physical things i do the gym uh, all the extras i do behind the scenes so yeah they're the probably things that i put it back to and um yeah i just pride myself on those things and making sure i'm doing everything i can so i can perform at the highest level what don't they say what are the things they don't say and, and we don't know about as much um, I sort of touched probably the, the hours in the in the gym um, 
the study stuff, the uh, recovery. The recovery stuff's probably the main one that the people don't want to do. It probably <laughs> people see it as a um, bit of an annoying thing and don't see as much benefit from it. But yeah, I try and pride myself on the stretching, um, massage, myotherapy, all that type of stuff. Um, go to the beach when it's cold, like you don't want to do those things. But yeah, um, yeah, just getting your body right and um, making sure you're maximising your energy and everything so you can perform. You love it though, don't you? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, yeah, I've sort of dedicated myself to it, and um, yeah, still try and keep strong life balance and, and things along those lines. But um, yeah, I just love making sure I'm doing everything I can, and yeah, the journey's what I love doing, so um, I love being a part of it. What's the bit you don't like? Is there is there one part of that? you know, structure and plan and preparation that you just absolutely hate? Uh, yeah, there's times where the things you love doing, you still um, probably don't want to do them. Like, uh, yeah, I've obviously, love, as I said, I love doing um, all the things behind the scenes and love the journey, but, yeah, there's times where you're probably not as motivated and those type of things, like, for example, have gone to the beach, you don't want to do, but you still do it anyway just to, um, yeah, make sure you're doing everything you're doing and, you know, that it's going to benefit you in the long run. Tell us about your NAB league form because... You hit that level really early and managed to maintain that for the rest of the year. Was that a bit of a challenge in some ways too, knowing that you'd set a standard so well, incredibly well early on, but managed to keep going at that sort of level? Yeah, it's definitely difficult to maintain. Um, and yeah, something I pride myself on, that consistency. I think that's what AFL clubs are, are looking for as probably a main um, part of a players to make sure they're consistent. You know, they know what they're getting week in, week out. So yeah, it's even more a reason, I think, of why I, yeah, I sort of set that standard and made sure... I, need to keep doing everything I'm doing behind the scenes so I can keep keep that up and if I slack off in those areas and just think it's going to happen for me then it probably won't so um, yeah making sure I'm on every every stoppage and every um, yeah, part of the game so I can c- continue to play consistent footy. You entered the year with a lot of hype what's that been like to deal with because it started I would say I spoke to your dad about this I reckon when you played that game down at Geelong last year for the under 17s Vic Metro side it really just hasn't stop since then yep. have you found that too and and how's that been to to grow and sort of live with yeah i, I don't try and read into it too much um obviously yeah, as a young kid it's probably pretty cool you get some media attention um from the start but then i sort of just focused in and um yeah just made sure i remember why i'm playing and um yeah why i'm doing what i'm doing so yeah the media attention is pretty cool uh, initially and then it sort of yeah, as, it, as it keeps going it sort of becomes a part of your life and um yeah i don't get too phased by it and yeah it's just a just a part of it so yeah you stepped things up in the under-18 carnival, though, for Vic Metro. How much did you set yourself for those series of games to really stamp yourself in the top rungs of this year's draft? Yeah, I definitely, uh, at the start of the year, circled those games as uh, the major games. Obviously, everyone um, loves playing for Vic Metro um, and, and playing against Vic Metro from other states. So, yeah, they're the, definitely the biggest games of the year. And, um, yeah, definitely looking forward to the country game a bit later in the year. But, yeah, I've yeah, made sure I circled those in the calendar and um, made sure I was ready to go for them for sure. What do you think was your best game? Uh, probably the SA game, I think. Um, I think, yeah, just the balance of um, that inside-outside stuff, the um, kicking in the wet, um, hitting the scoreboard, all those type of things. Yeah, it's probably the toughest game and, um, yeah, probably stood up in that one. Is there a game you're not happy with this year? Oh, round one. I think, you know, I was going to say that one. But, um, yeah. yeah, I think, yeah, probably came in and um, didn't perform how I wanted to and, yeah, ever, ever since then I've, I've made sure even more so to get myself right and um, yeah, try and play that consistent footy we were just talking about. So yeah, I definitely had a, a strong week after that game, sort of reviewing it honestly and, and a bit harshly probably. And, 
maybe a little bit too harsh, some might think. But um, <laughs> but yeah, and then yeah, so what did you say? What did you say to yourself after that one? Because that was a big game. Yeah. I've got a lot of recruiters were there. It was against Oakley for Sandringham Dragons. Yep. George Wardler and Elijah Sardis who were tipped to be pretty early picks as well. Yep. What didn't work and, and why not? I think it probably just came into it thinking I was just going to happen for me. I, I sort of touched on that before. Like, as you said, in the 17s game, I sort of played well. And that was sort of the last big game we played that year because of the COVID stuff. So I thought of, I sort of just thought oh, I'd, I'd come in and um, had a few plans in place. But so they just, thought they'd just eventuate. And, and it, didn't, it didn't eventuate. It was wet. Um, they were tough. Uh, and they were... Yeah, they were well drilled and we sort of just thought it would happen, I think, from a team standpoint. So, yeah, just making sure that, um, yeah, that didn't happen again and um, trying to make sure that it doesn't happen for us year. We touched on your dad just before. Marcus Ashcroft, obviously, 300 gamer, three-time premiership player for the Lions. Do you remember when you first became aware of his footy career? Um, oh, I, I, yeah, it's a good question. I probably started watching when I could get access to YouTube and can understand <laughs> that stuff, started watching his yeah. highlights and... Um, yeah, on KO watching the full games in the, the premiership years so um, yeah I'm always fascinated I was, a, yeah, I was born after he retired so yeah, I'm always fascinated by um, seeing what he did and going back through the archives and seeing what he was up to when he was playing so yeah What do you think of him as a player? He's pretty good he went alright didn't he? Yeah. yeah I think he was pretty good Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, yeah you have to play 300 games you got to do alright so um, no he, he's I'd be just as happy to be half the player he was I've said that a few times this year um, yeah, he was incredible, and from what I see, yeah, it was awesome. Your younger days were spent more at the Gold Coast, though. Tell us about that when he was footy boss at that yep. club, and and you were dagging around in the rooms. Yeah, I really enjoyed that time. Obviously, I was a lot younger and um, had a long way to go, but yeah, just sort of getting an insight into um, what an AFL clubs like at such a young age, um, just being around it so often with him, obviously working there, as you said. So, yeah, I enjoyed that, and um, yeah, hanging around all the players and in the rooms all the time, which was which was awesome for my development. You and the family moved to Melbourne, though, when you were about 15. Yep. What was that like for you? And at that point, were you thinking about what that would mean for potentially going to Brisbane as a father-son? And Was that on your radar when you, you made that move? Probably wasn't looking that far down the line. I think we were thinking more what would be the best for 15th, 16th, 17th, 18th year, yep. um, leading into the hopefully being drafted. So, um, yeah, I think we, we weighed, up, weighed that decision up pretty heavily and um, made sure we, you know, we toured all the schools and did all that stuff and you know, weighed out the pros and cons of staying and leaving. And yeah, I think when we came to the decision um, and now reflecting on it, we've made the right call. And I think yeah, everyone's pretty happy that we, we moved to Melbourne in the end. You're going to be moving back up north though. Tell us about the decision you had to make to, to nominate Brisbane as a father-son. Yeah, it was a pretty lengthy process. Um, most people probably think I was always going there, but I think I genuinely had um, some mixed, mixed emotions around staying and leaving and um, yeah, I'm really close to my family and they're going to, like Levi's, he's an up-and-coming draftee, hopefully in the next couple of years he'll stay at Brighton Grandma and my sister at Furbank. So, um, yeah, leaving them, will, I think, will be a challenge for the first time in my life, probably. Or well, is the first time in my life leaving them. So, um, But, yeah, I'm really, really grateful that I've got that opportunity to play or uh, live live in Brisbane and, and play for the Lions and, yeah, see, see what happens in the next couple of years. What swayed you? Um... Oh, I'm, I'm a Queenslander at heart. I think all my family's there. Um, so, yeah, that, that off-field aspect and, and Lions are probably not in the last couple of weeks, but they're, they've been um, a yeah, pretty successful club in the last three, four years and top four finishes and um, successful final series. So, um, yeah, being around that professional environment and, and hopefully getting in a side that's um, going pretty well in the last four years is, is pretty exciting. What about the VFL stuff as well? Did that help? And obviously you spent a fair block of time training with the club earlier in the year was that part of 
the process that made you think, okay, I can fit in here. I can I can do some stuff with them. Yeah, I think um, yeah, just seeing what they were like. They're as I said, they're a very professional club, but that only sort of that opinion was sort of formed from yeah, seeing what they were like during the preseason and hanging around, um, being around the club um, day in day out. So yeah, that was definitely a factor, and I was very impressed. And um, yeah, sort of coming away from that preseason and the last couple of EFL games I played this year, yeah, I definitely thought that would be a, an awesome place to grow and develop and, and play some footy with. How much did you speak to Chris Fagan through that process as you were making up your mind? Yeah, I probably called me every three, four weeks and I was just like, had I was hoping you said every three, four days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he's um he's been really good actually. He's sort of um probably done the right amount of, of contact, hasn't um been in my face too much, but he's he's definitely checked in and um been in that support network just to have a chat to and yeah, just sort of sort of be there. So um no nah, he's he, they handled it really well and I'm glad he's um, yeah he sort of kept reaching out and yeah happy to have those chats with him for sure. The other option was to stay in the open pool and probably go number one to North Melbourne. Did you meet with the Roos? I did. Uh, I, yeah, once or twice I met with them. So um, yeah, they're, they're a very inf- impressive, um, impressive club. And if I did end up nominating that way, um, I would have been more than happy to play for North. But um, yeah, obviously that, that didn't eventuate, and um, but yeah, I did meet with them. Yeah. How much was the factor, the Levi factor as well, given that two years down the line he's playing for Vic Metro, he's an All-Australian under-16 player recently. You know, to be able to play with him, you probably had to nominate to, to guarantee that potentially. Yeah, yeah I, I, pretty, I probably should have mentioned that before. It was definitely um, another factor for sure. I've played a few games with him uh, this year for the Dragons. I played with him a lot of last year with, with Brighton Graham when I was still at school there, so... Yeah, I love playing footy with him, and um, yeah, if he if he's, if he's able to continue on his journey and and maybe eventually nominate the Lions as well, then um, that'd be an awesome story and awesome to play with him. How would you say you two are different as players? Um, or, or similar? Pretty similar, I think. Yeah. Pretty similar. I think um, some things he does well. Maybe um, his his pressure and defensive efforts. I can sort of feed off that a bit and maybe improve in that area, and um, maybe he can. Improve his, his um running running with the ball and his, his leg drive and things like that. that. Maybe I do pretty well. So yeah, I think we're pretty similar. But I think uh, that's why I love training with him in the preseason. In the season, we t- we can take bits and pieces off each other and add to our game. And I think yeah, we complement each other. And yeah, I love playing with him. Just on that, I reckon you've added extra acceleration to your game this year. Have you found that as well? Where you're getting away from opponents a fair bit? Yeah, it's definitely been a focus. Um, I think I tend to sort of focus on the negatives a little bit. Um, and, and sort of go away from the positives, um, but that's sort of definitely, yeah, that's definitely become a, I think a, a positive in my game this year. And um, yeah, I'm still probably um, a handball first at times, but I think yeah, getting the ball and driving your legs is a bit more damaging, and um, yeah, it's definitely something I've focused on this year. Do you want to go number one pick, Will? Uh I'd be it'd be nice, it'd be pretty cool. I think every kid's dreams to be number one number one draft pick, but I think the the main thing is that I'm heading to Brisbane now and. Um, wherever that, that bid falls, um, I'll be happy and I'm just glad that I'm heading to Brisbane and, and playing under a professional um, coach and environment. How much has that driven you though? I know you've made the call now and it's a little bit different and similar to Nick Dacos' story last year where he wanted to go number one but knew that it probably wasn't the best thing for the club as well if he did get the bid at that point given you have to match and all the points and everything like that. But has that been a factor in how you've driven yourself throughout this year to prove yourself to, to be the best? Um yeah, I think yeah, my personality is, is always trying to drive and, and be be the best uh, I can be and, and reflect it among my peers. So that's definitely been uh, a driving factor. But I think, yeah, everything I've been trying to improve on is, is sort of just trying to prepare me for AFL. 
Um, and yeah, they're, they're probably the two main ones. Yeah. Just on that, how prepared do you feel? Do you, do you think watching games at the moment you could step in and play this year? And, and then when you look ahead to next year, I imagine round one's you know, circled in your, in your calendar. Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely think um, I could step in and make an impact straight away. And um, yeah, I have the utmost confidence that if I keep um, sort of improving how I am and dedicating the time to improve uh, and adapt myself for the AFL environment, then I can yeah come in straight away and, and hopefully make an impact. And that's what I'm planning to do. How many games you got left? You think? Uh, f- hopefully, if we, we go right through finals, um, five, four or five, hopefully, yeah. Does it feel a little bit more real in that sense? You know, you're really ticking him off at this point. Yeah, definitely. I think the year's flown by and I think, um, yeah, those COVID interrupted years have sort of made this year so much more special for so many people. So, um, yeah, it's, it's incredible how quickly it goes and, um, yeah, I'm just, just glad that we could get this full season out, hopefully. In that sense as well, is there a little bit of reality about you know, this, you're on the verge of doing something that you've tried so hard for and worked so hard for and you're only a couple of months away now. Does it feel real in that sense? I'm still probably a little bit focused on what I'm doing still with, with the Dragons and um, Metro and I think, yeah, when as soon as that, that last game finishes, I think yeah, you're thinking, oh, the next time I'm hopefully playing is um, if I'm good enough in an AFL game, which is pretty awesome. So, um, yeah, it's... it's That'll probably, it'll tick over pretty quickly after I finish up this year. But yeah, I'm just trying to stay focused and finish the year out. Before we let you go, what's the one thing you're looking forward to about being an AFL player? Um, oh, it's your full-time job. It's pretty awesome. I think there's so many guys that um, just dream of it. And I think, um, yeah, just that, that's your job and you're getting paid to um, play footy. So, and that's something you love doing. So that's probably the main aspect. But I think the, the days off where you can go have a hit of golf, that's, that's probably the main, main one I'm looking forward to. What number do you want? Have you eyed off what number you could be? <laughs> um, you can't tell me you haven't. Oh, I'm not too sure. I think <laughs> hopefully all the guys who are um, a bit older, they, they, they play on and they're probably all the smaller, the, the lower numbers. So yeah. um, no, I'll probably get pegged with a, a higher number, but we'll see what happens. Yeah. Work your way up. Yeah. And time to give up the Geelong supporting too? Uh, yeah, we'll see how they go in the finals this year. <laughs> and I'll have to let that go, I think, yeah. Hey, great to have you in. It's been a pleasure watching you this year. You've had an amazing draft season and uh, been a privilege to watch how you've unfolded and, and grown this year. So thanks for coming into Road to the Draft. Thanks, Carl. Great to chat. G'day, I'm Roy. I'm Warney. And I'm Calvin. Together we're the traders, afl.com.au's fantasy experts. You can catch our podcast every Monday and Thursday where we look at the AFL fantasy action from the weekend and help you get set for the round ahead. All the pigs, all the cash cows, the best trades and captains with plenty of fun along the way. Grab every new episode wherever you listen to podcasts and keep clicking back to afl.com.au for more fantasy news and advice throughout the season.